That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome to the show. Jeddy. How are you? I'm at no, no good tonight on this Sunday evening. Um, just watched one of the most boring, dismal, bland excuses of a football performance from our club and... You know, we've been... Oh, and, and look, we'll, off the bat, we'll apologise for last week's um, episode because we did record it. After well, last the, week's non-episode. <laughs> well, yes, we did record it after the Bulldogs game. We sat here for an hour, recorded it, and we had severe issues with the servers and uploading the audio. There was just... It was a bit of a kerfuffle all week with it. Well, we thought... Yeah, well, admittedly, I blamed the servers straight away. I said there must be something wrong with the servers because it wouldn't upload. And anyway... Um, yeah, it turns out the podcasting box that we use was at fault. So, unfortunately, there wasn't a show last week. We couldn't retrieve the audio. So, it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, I felt like we dissected it well and gave some... Well, you did declare it was going to be war yeah, in the stands today. Yeah, how I was going to start this episode. So, on last week, on our non-publicized episode, I declared round 10 against Collingwood... Just by... <laughs> yeah, would be war in the stands. Because if you can't beat them on it, try and beat them off it. Yes. Um, Looked like a zoo in the Carlton members at one point. Oh, it was a zoo today in the Carlton members. It was. Um, As in restless, agitated. I think people are over it. And it was a bloody boring game. It never looked like we we're going to win. Never looked like we we're going to score. Can't throw, you know, any punches. There's only one legitimate avenue to goal right now. It's just, it's lame. It's all too lame. We're watching the same garbage every week. It's actually, we're losing the same way every week. Yeah, but, but the good but we've teams, been saying this for ages, mate. No, like, I, know, I know, but and, and it's just like I feel like I'm going insane. Like I, I think I tweeted at half time. Is Michael Voss actually watching? Does he actually watch? Like I, I don't know how anything, has, like, nothing's been constructed to somewhat be rectified. Nothing. It's just, it's just becoming a gross chore watching Carlton at the moment, and it's just, it's very upsetting. It's very disappointing. It's just. You know, I said last week, if if they if those twenty three players can't fire themselves up for this Collingwood game after the events of late last year, then they'll never be able to fire themselves up. And we, you know, we there were a few jumper punches, but in terms of the footy that we played, it was just Fans don't care about the jumper punches. Nah, it was punches, just we're, we're nowhere near the level. We're nowhere near it. And basic that's errors. not that's not how you fire up. Exactly, you don't, you don't come for a couple jumper punches. You come you know, to, to beat them on yeah. the pitch. And, and the first quarter was embarrassing. As in, I think the first three or four goals, 
There was obviously Bobby Hill out the back, bang. Then Lewis Young slipped for the second, a stupid 50-meter penalty against Ollie Hollands for the third. It was just a mess from the get-go. And we never... You know, we've actually become a very boring team. We are excruciatingly boring to watch. Today was... Couldn't wait for the siren. And not because of the result, just because it was a horrible game. Was it not? No, I think... Hmm. I think worse than that. I think it's beyond the point of boring. It's... it's. I mean, what's going on right now at the Carlton Football Club is extremely concerning, I think. There was a lot going off going on off the field tonight as well. You know, we saw this footage of Patrick Cripps, the captain of the club, and Michael Voss, Voss, the coach of the club, having, you know, a discussion on the bench, seemingly speaking about the setup or, the, you know, it, it looked like, we don't know because you can't hear what they were saying, but it looked like they were having some sort of discussion about the way that we were playing or setting up or the system or... And, and I mean, once again, we don't know what was said, but the way that that can be interpreted, I mean, it looked as if one of them was challenging the other one and, and what we were doing. Um, I don't want to jump to assumptions because we no. don't know what they were saying, but, the but, you know, common sense would suggest that Crips is probably challenging Voss's... The common sense I'll use is if it looks like a mess, it probably is a mess. Yeah, and then, you know, there's just been... It, it was a terrible day, and, um, you know, there's... Today felt like it was going to be a telling day for the football club. Like, it felt like there was more than just four points on the line today. Um, I don't know. I feel like we'll remember today's game for one reason or another for a long time to come. Like, you know, we'll always remember that Essendon game. I don't I don't know if you know. There's a lot of Essendon games. That the, the one that I'm speaking about was one that led to a particular ca- coach. Yep. Um, <coughs> being sacked and, and and I don't think that he'll that, that Michael Voss will be sacked this week no. but I just think that something will happen I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they I don't know what they'll do but they might start a review of some sort they might I don't know what they'll do but I just think they can't look at today and then just go business as usual on Monday that's that's not going to happen and that would be very concerning if it did happen probably will given the five-day break the nature of the fixture this week a five-day break with interstate travel too quirky for my liking as in i I think voss is safe until round 24 2023 is he going to be there round one 2024 i can't guarantee that i think he'll see out the season Uh, for me i'm not saying that's the right decision but for me that's just what's going to happen i can't see him not coaching us in round 24 this year but it's just, yeah, he's living, he's officially living in a furnace now, as in our whole year has just been disgusting. It's a hard watch. And for the first time in the Michael Voss era, we've actually fallen into a negative win-loss ratio since he started coaching at Carlton. Mm. I think we've drifted to about 11th on the ladder. And we've got, you know, Sydney in Sydney, which is, it's a gettable game, but it's tough. And then we've got the Ds, as in it's just, and then Essendon, who's going all right. So it, it's just... I don't know. I, 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 it's it's hard to really evaluate now because it's getting a bit out of control. Is I don't even know. It's tough to put into words how because it's multi layered. What's happening at Carlton right now? There's 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 no one specific, you know, deficiency at this football club. It's becoming, it's a magnitude of issues that, it's, 
you could find issues across the board, but it's just, you know, we speak, we're here to speak about the game, the players, and, you know, we're not up to it. Our list is nowhere near up to it. A lot of guys that we rated as really ultimate players in this competition aren't having very good years. You know, our best, and we've always said we rely on individual, you know, match-winning performances, and those guys aren't really lifting their weight at the moment. It's just, it's a tough watch. It's just boring shit. It's very boring. It's very, it's just like nothing changes. There's no, there's no creativity. There's no difference between each week. Um, you know, today was, today was really bad. Today was just really bad because I think no one was surprised. It's like we sort of expected it. And I think, Bolt, the thing that annoyed me, you know, a lot about today was that, you know, Carlton were in striking range the whole game. It, the, the, the margin itself never really drifted beyond know, 35 did points. Did feel like we're going to win? No, 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 but that's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is we were always in a position where if we could string a goal or two together in a row, if we could kick two in a row, we're, we're in the game, and we but just I, never did. But I think teams are very comfortable knowing that we're not, and I think Carlton do a lot to stem the bleeding in games where they just sit back and they try and flatter the scoreboard, which we're the experts at flattering scoreboards. But uh, it just... It's crazy how... In, how impotent we are in terms of scoring avenues. I, I, it's just, it's fright. It really is frightening. And you know what? Our full forward actually played a really good game today. Charlie actually played really well. I thought Harry played well as well. Yeah, I, I no. Well, I thought Charlie in particular was good, but it just. Well, he was. He was our best player. And, and the fact that he can play so well, and we still look like we're such a shadow of a team we once were at the beginning of last year, or. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's bonkers. And yeah, look, and look they're a good team. Um, well, we don't need to speak about them. No, but like, it was, no, it was, it was obviously going to be a tough matchup for us. But mate, it doesn't matter who we played today. I agree, because we're, we're playing, it's, it's the same shit. We're, you know, we're, we're not even looking like we're half a sniff at the moment. Um, let's get straight into player analysis. Um, but yeah, what I will say as well is just like, you look at the way that you look at the mentality of the playing group. You know, Owies was the only one today who showed a bit of, you know, tried to get the guys going when he kicked a goal. You know, there was nothing, there was nothing, no sort of reaction from any of our guys after we kicked goals in the second half. You know, and we were within striking distance the whole time. So, it's just, you know, the whole mentality, I think they, you know, they obviously know the rut that we're in at the moment. Um, And yeah, to be honest, uh, you know, what would be going through our players' minds right now, Bolt? Like, what would they be thinking? Because think, if you look at the way that, I if you look at their body language, if you look at their body language on the field, they look, they, they look like they've given up. Yeah, we look defeated as an entity right now, which is just distressing. It's disturbing where Carlson's at right now, in the middle of absolutely bumfuck nowhere. And we... um. It'd be deflating, as in, you know, and I think the poster boy for Carlson's woes over the last 10 years is the captain, and I couldn't even imagine what's going through his mind right now, because this just feels like another, yet another false dawn, and this is probably the first real dawn that we've had under Paddy Cripps' playing careers, and we've never really been a legitimate... I feel for Paddy. It's tough. It's It's, it's sickening when you think of Paddy Cripps. Like, he deserves more than this, mate. Of course he does. But, you know, it's just... I, I, don't, I don't know where you can go from here as a playing group. you just got to keep fronting up and hopefully we can string some wins. But it just doesn't look like it's going to be... Because the, they're not good enough. They're, 
we're not we're nowhere near where we should be and we're nowhere near where we thought we'd be. Mm. Um all right. Player analysis bolt. Let's go from the forward line. We'll start with Charlie. I don't think there's a whole lot more that needs to be said other than he was our best player on the day and uh yeah, just you know tried to get us going. He was very good. Took his chances, but ultimately wasn't, you know, wasn't enough in the end, which is not his fault, but yeah. No, he had a good day, Charlie. Not much more he could have done. Um, no, not much more he could have done. He played well. And you know what? As good as Darcy Moore was today, you know, the fact he can still, you know, go off and have five legitimate scoring chances at goal is a great effort. And, you know, Kuno makes defenders have to think he's an issue for your opposition team. So, his field kicking was good again today. I was very impressed with Charlie. Uh, H. Um, was was it was very encouraging. I was good. I thought it was very good on the personal note that he got on the board early with a beautiful drop punt. Um, he, well, look, he, I don't think he was anywhere near the level of Charlie, but he, it was a bit of a middle of the road performance. He still took his six marks, two goals, two. It was an okay day. Uh, oh, he's as in. Well, he's the one that I guess is hitting the scoreboard out of the three little people in the forward line. Um, how many did he end up with? Two or three? I think he had maybe two and missed one he should have kicked. Um, there wasn't much doing. There's never much doing from the smalls, is there? But at least he's the one hitting the scoreboard, which if you get two goals a week from Owies, you're not going to complain a lot, but we're just not getting enough out of them as a collective. Um, well, yeah, Motlop and Dirt, and I don't think much needs to be said. They are... Just really yeah, well, Mot- Mot- Motlop needs a spell. He's having a pretty ordinary season. Second year Blues, it's just he's he's just not quite there at the moment. He can't really hold his own physically. He's not... How many marks would he have taken? Say he took one, you know, nothing on the scoreboard. He's, it's just he's not contributing anywhere near what he needs to. No. Durden, and same goes. Same goes for Durden, but Durden bought the heat. Seven tackles is a pretty fair effort from Corey Durden, but once again, it's all well and good, but... Nothing on the scoreboard. It's becoming... We're carrying them at the moment. Um, Sauce. Pretty ordinary day again. They, I mean, they moved him just before half time to the back line. They almost flipped him, flipped him with McGovern and it was pretty short lived that move. Yeah, Silvani struggled again. As in, you know, he's gone back to the second rucking, which I found a bit weird because I like the coaching move of leaving him there because it gives us a bit of an in-between option between our towers and our dysfunctional smalls. And I don't know. I thought he struggled a bit. Oh, not that he struggled as such. He's just didn't do much, did he? Wasn't a great day. Um, Yeah. I think that's the forwards, basically. Um, The backs. Well, Ed Kerno as well started half forward. He's a, well, Ed Kerno, there needs to be a serious conversation here because I've been on his... I think I had a really good spiel on him after the round two win where everyone thought he played really well and I said yeah he had a good night but you know let's just not delude ourselves with the kicking and let's not get ahead of ourselves and I think a serious conversation actually needs to happen here on Ed Kerno. it is nothing short of a borderline embarrassment that this guy is still on the list let alone has played all 10 games this year it is nothing short of a joke he went out there and went straight to the half-forward line where 
He went straight to Josh Dacos, started halfback Nick Dacos. The first centre bounce and Nick Dacos was on the wing. They obviously switched thereafter. So you lose Nick Dacos for most of the day. And it's just, it was just so loose. As in, I don't know, if Ed Kerno's not like living in someone's pocket, I'm not sure what his worth is in this team. I don't know why he's playing. George Hewitt hadn't been playing very well, but you know, we're not picking. Oh, we're not, we can't be serious if we're actually picking Ed Kerno over George Hewitt. And I understand you can't play all three, Kerno, Kennedy and Hewitt. But the fact that Kerno's legitimately in that rotation is just, it's mind-blowing. It really is, is it not? I can't speak about it. Is it not? It's I just can't, I can't speak about as it. As in, Ed Kerno's one of those guys. That at the start of the year, I honestly thought we'd get to the bye mid-season and maybe we'd have a spot for the mid-season draft because I didn't think he'd still be there. I, I just can't believe this guy's walked back into the team after, obviously, an injury-interrupted season last year. And he, I just can't believe it. Like, you... Surely we've evolved beyond Ed Kerno. Surely, man. I don't know. I don't know. Riles me up next. Yeah, not going to comment. Um, yeah, the, go to the back line. Well, the back line's just an absolute dog's breakfast at the moment. Um, our fullback's just having a disaster season. It's Nothing more can be said on Jacob Weidring. He's having an absolute stinky season. Um, he had the Majacek matchup. Majacek was really good. Eight marks. Four goals. Weedering's just become a hot mess with ball in hand at the moment. Okay, he couldn't be playing worse. He, he couldn't. Young. Um. Yeah, he's just... Yeah. Not much to him. He was all right. He was better than Weedering, probably. It's not saying much. McGovern? No, yeah, he's had a... He's had a shit three weeks, McGovern. Um, yeah, God, I don't know. Only took the one mark last week, took the two this week. So, you know, for our intercepting third up, you know, sweeper across halfback to take three marks in two weeks is just lame. It's lousy. It's shit. Um, McGovern's having a pretty bad spell at the moment. We saw Marchbank return in the VFL this week. Maybe there'll be a competition for his spot. Maybe they'll give the non-Shepherd Brody Kemp another week. I don't know. But yeah, McGovern had a pretty bad day, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he was not good. He was not good. No one was, but he was not good. Um, oh, mate, <laughs> reading through these stats and these names, it's it's not great. Newman? Yeah. Yeah, he was probably above average in terms of the entire group. Um, he was a bit slow. He gave away a lot of free kicks today, I feel, from watching with the naked eye. I don't know what the number was. It was three. Um, probably lacked his usual drive, but he was still there. You know, he took eight marks, had nearly 20 possessions. He was okay, but nothing much to harp on about. Um, yeah, it's a fair, that's a fair way of putting it. Um, who else am I forgetting here in the back line? Boyd, first game of the year. I was actually uh, quite pleased to see I was act- him. I was gonna I actually thought his second half was was okay. He was okay. He wasn't great in the first half, but he's he there's average. something about him I don't mind. He's okay. He's nifty. I think he um he's nifty. You know that I like players who can mark the ball well, and I think he sort of throws his body around a bit. Took a couple nice marks today. Um, yeah. No, not a whole lot there to he be ended said. Up playing a little bit forward, I notice as well. They're shifting him around a bit. I don't know. Um, 
into the middle. Oh, Saad. Yeah, it was a pretty dirty day. Saad didn't do much, did he? Very rare for Saad to go at under 200 metres gain for a day. There's just... The, the system's ahead of the, bo- ahead of the board, just non-existent. There's just nowhere to go. It's just... People are running out of ideas. People are, you know, some of the, his kicking was pretty ordinary. I'm not sure what he went at. But he, he just wasn't biting off the kicks he usually does. There wasn't, and he wasn't generating enough of no, halfback. No, no. So we, we've lost, you know, and we speak about, you know... Having a pretty poor couple weeks. Yeah, and we speak, you know, a lot of people go on about, uh, you know, you've got all these A-graders. Well, Saad's one of them. And then he's a, these A-graders that everyone goes on about, they're not playing well. Like, you know, it's not like we're winning and these guys are playing well. Mate, we'll get, into the, mid- we'll get into the midfield in a second. But... You know, and this isn't this isn't a statement on Adam Saad because, you know, this, you just brought up the A graders. Some of those A graders, their performances in the last month, particularly, but this year as a whole, have been pathetic, totally careless, yep. uh, backward, just pathetic midfield. Start with the Ruckman because I always forget him. Pitonet. Yeah, no, I thought he had a very good first half. He had actually the most clearances on the ground to half-time, Pitto. Um, you like him? Well, no. I don't think... I, I think he's going well. Like, for what he's capable of, I think he's going well. And they had they went very 50-50 with, their, with Cameron and Cox. It was very 50-50. And I think in the middle, he got them both. I really do. As in, for our Ruckman to have... You know, to finish a day with six clearances, nine contested possessions, and, you know, get double the amount of hitouts both of their opposition Ruckman got, and given Silvani had time, I think he's going all right in the middle. I really do. Um, we know he's pretty useless around the ground. We know he's, you know, he doesn't even go forwards. We can't, like, he's either rucking or he's on the bench. It's not even like, you know, we can't say he's no aerial threat up forward because he's not even given the chance to because we know what's going to happen. But I think for what it's worth, and, for what we've got, I think he's going okay there. He was a little bit sloppy today. He gave away a few free kicks. He got caught behind a bit, but I don't, I don't know. As in, I think if your Ruckman's getting first hounds on the ball, he's like six clearances from a Ruckman's. Great. It's a great result. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Chera. Chera was good. He can probably hold his head up high. He was good. Trying to make things happen. Bit of run and carry, but yeah, it's... Obviously, to no avail at the end of the day, but he was getting his hands dirty. He's had actually three from three against the Pies in his Carlton career, which is good. Would have had 30 in all three games. Thereabouts. Um, Doc? Thought, I actually thought he was our best player on the day. I did. I thought Doherty was very good. Would you say he played in the midfield or in the back? Where, where did you oh, see he, his games today? In the midfield, predominantly, wasn't yeah. No, I agree. Played sort of. Yeah, Do you remember he, when he probably had that rotation because they ended up moving Kennedy there after halftime a bit to the back line. So Doherty was kind of going in and out of the back line a little bit. But I thought, no, I thought Doherty was very good. As in, he, he was driving us, you know, with ball in hand. He was, you know, at least there was a really good intent to play the way we need to play. I think he, well, oh, the numbers through the roof. He had 661 metres gained. So there was a bit of drive. There was a bit of intent. And he got his hands dirty. What, he had 34. Oh, I thought he was pretty good. Five clearances. It was a very good game from Doherty. Walsh. Um, yeah, Walsh was, well... It, it was more of an outside game from Walsh today in terms of contested possession numbers. And, yeah, it, it, was, a, it was just more of an accumulating game. He wasn't damaging enough. He made a couple of blues by foot, but it was just, yeah, wasn't... 
wasn't, you know, the flashiest Sam Walsh performance, but he was far from a liability or anything of that sort, I thought. I was watching him a lot today. It's pretty careless. Yeah, no. Well, there, he, was, there, he, there, he got smashed, mate. Well, yeah. There, I don't know. Well, smashed by who? I don't. I couldn't tell you he was on because the midfielders were rotating all day and they don't, you know, it's not a mid on a mid. They, they rotate, but, you know... There are a lot of instances where Walsh would turn his head and his players got the ball already five metres burst away from him. Um, yeah, I thought he had a pretty careless performance, to be honest. You know my thoughts on Walsh. He's probably yeah. our best, one of our best players. He's yeah. an absolute A-grade superstar of the competition. So I think it's fair to say when he's had a poor day and today he had a poor day. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't impressed at all, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not going to be that harsh with him because I didn't think it was that poor. But yeah. Crips. Um, Cripps wasn't a great day for Cripper. Um, but then that's how bad we were. He was probably still in your top six or seven on the day. Um, once again, just a little bit sloppy, probably. Mate, it's the same, it's the same with all these guys. We're saying the same thing with well, all of them. They're, 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 they're all completely underperforming. The last three weeks, they've just completely underperformed. Think, you know, you can probably just say the same about Kennedy and Akers. Well, Holland's got subbed off. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. You could you could have the same assessment almost for Walsh, Cripps, and Kennedy. Yeah. Um, I thought Akers was a little bit above where he has been the last fortnight. I thought he actually responded quite well today, but it was a very... You could probably tell Akers had been told. It was a very stagnant game for Akers in terms of he wasn't owning his... As in, you know, we, we, we talk about side bottom and Akers wasn't responsible for side bottom's wings, so I'll let him off the hook there. But, you know, there just wasn't enough... You know, Akers probably had his lowest return in metres gained for the season, 118. And he had... You know, it's very rare to see Blake Akers handball at 18 times. So it was a different game from Akers today. He obviously, And obviously it helps his disposal efficiency. Well, he had, is, he had 24 out of his 25 are effective. Yeah. He went at 96% efficiency. Yeah, it's tough. As in, but, you can't slide him. But I, I don't like it. I don't like that he... I don't... I mean, he was... Cl- <laughs> it's funny because would they have told him... To ha- would they have actually given him the instruction to not kick the ball? Oh, I'm not sure because, if it would be as direct as that. he's had 18 disposals and seven kicks. And if you look at his averages for the season, they are not that. No, I completely agree. He's, he, what I love about then him is he's- how can you complain? He's kicking the last two or three weeks. It's just been yeah, hideous. But, but what's the handballs going to do? His it's handballs weren't great either. He'll just fall into the- the Hewitt Kennedy Kerner rotation. Well, that's but that's we don't no, want no, that. I agree. We need to find a balance there. Yeah, um, I think we've gone through. Well, Holland's Holland's was shocking. Well, Holland's got subbed off. Holland's um, got absolutely I think, smashed. Early I think on shocking. This. I, he was shocking. The side bottom killed him. Yeah, but side bottom killed Cottrell as well, who we actually forgot about as well. We haven't spoken yeah, about yeah. the two of them. Um, as in. Oh, Sidebottom side completely outran a guy who's half his age. Well, just outplayed him. And well, no, obviously gets a given, but Hollands is, yeah, and Hollands probably should have had a spell this well, week. And, like, and, and we said that on our non-recorded episode yeah. last week that we thought Hollands might be the one that gets a spell this week. And I'd say he's just a, just because he first year uh, needs to be managed. I'd say with a five-day break coming up, he's a lock to have a spell. Yeah, mm. who they bring in? Does Bins get a crack? Maybe. I saw my man had a lot of the ball today, but he won't play, will he? We'll go for the VFL later. But, um, well, we, we'll go through it in a second. Yeah, and then obviously Cottrell 
bit of a not much going with Cottrell today, but at least there's a bit of energy on the ball. But he definitely wasn't as culling as last weekend. No. I think the overall feeling here, and it's probably... This has been a very boring game. This has been a very boring player analysis because we've said the same thing about most players. Because well, it's I bland think, and it's dour, it's shit. I think the situation is... There's, there's almost not much you can say. Cause it's just, well, it's, well, there's nothing that we can say that hasn't been said before. That's the thing. We've said we've said it all in previous weeks. Like We're not going to harp on the same thing every week, but we've said it all before. This is beyond... <laughs> it's it's beyond the point of, you know, dissecting and, and coming up with new things to say because there is nothing new to say. It's the same thing every week. It's literally the same thing every week. Um, let's move on to the VFL. Uh, and we'll then just... obviously Hewitt came on in the last quarter and or midway through the third quarter and not much to report there. Yeah, no, nothing to say there. Um Take a look at the VFL team who uh, went down by 20 points to Williamstown today. Uh, Carlton listed players. Dow had 40. Fogarty had 30. Bins had 30. DeConning and Kemp had 23 each. DeConning, 23. 34 hitouts, 8 marks, 3 tackles, 9 inside 50s. That's a pretty good performance. I think he'll come back in. Maybe. Um, Plowman had 22. Fisher had 20. Honey had 12. Cowan 11 and a goal. Did did five-week Honey hit the scoreboard? No. Marchbank's first game back. Good to see him playing at any level. It's great. And he had 13. Um, And then there's Murkov, Aquay, Lemmy, and O'Keefe, who had very little of the ball, in fact. They're going to be the four amigos, well, aren't they? Well, Murkoff had three. Murkoff, O'Keefe, the project players. O'Keefe had two. Akwai had six. And Lemmy had five and a goal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's dire, mate. Like, it's dire at both levels. I think it's time to give Bins a crack. Um, yeah, it's pretty... Where do you go for Zach, for Zach Fisher from here? Like, how's he going to make... How's he going to find his way back into the team? I'm not sure. Well, he's had a three-week spell now in the Magoos, um, which I think everyone thought was needed and deserved. Um, I, I just think Zach Fisher has to become a really strong two-way runner, has to be that link between half-forward and half-back. And he's almost got to be breaking lines. I don't think there's any use him playing as like that little small forward in the Carlton team. I think he needs to be that dasher, that runner. Um, and you know he just he needs to find he'll come back into the Carlton team probably within the next month it could be next week it could be in three he'll come back eventually but where does he go from here I'm not oh, I'm not sure I'm not sure he's probably you know it's probably the first time in his career he's had an extended spell in the last four or five years well this is his first time in his career that he's made to you know put the onus on him come on mate what can you do get yourself back in and we'll see if they we'll see if they actually make him earn it or not. I watched a bit of the game. He didn't do much. Neither did anyone really though. Yeah. Um but well, it's yeah. interesting. Well Binzi got his hands on the ball, so maybe he will come in at the for well, Matt Binzi's got his hands on the ball every week. Oh well, I'm keen to see him then, but it's tough because you know the, the five day break's gonna be a bit of a spanner in the works at selection, I reckon. Yeah, like it makes will. things very interesting. 
Are they going to swing the axe? What are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> um, we forgot BNF votes for the game yep. today. I think I'll just go with Doherty, Kerno, Chera. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably the same. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> don't really want to give anyone else any sort of credit. Um, no Twitter questions this week, Bold. I think they've been... Scathing. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It just... Like, Which is fair, because I'd be on it as well. Oh, as abs- in- absolutely. It's not unfair. It just doesn't do much good. So, we had, it, we, had, we had to take a week off from the Twitter questions. And I think last week we went through some pretty scathing ones that didn't make it to air, unfortunately. So, maybe we should have. But I think it was just, you know, we made the call not to do it this week. Um, but, yeah. I mean, taking a look at the week to come against Sydney, what do you think they'll they'll do? team changes do you think they'll actually change anything on and, the pitch and they haven't revealed as to why Jack Martin pulled out of that VFL team have they I said soreness on the coverage oh that sounded about right yeah well it'll be, it'll be about six weeks well soreness. he played round one and then they said he's out with calf soreness for a week or two that ended up being seven weeks he returned to the VFL in round nine played a VFL practice match and then is out again in round ten so I don't know where he's at I don't know where a lot of our players are at. I don't know where David Cunningham's at. They said he was about one or two weeks away from joining the main group. Okay, good. Great. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to say, mate. Don't know what to say. I know. It's a very depressing time at the Carlton Footy Club because it's the expectation and and the optimism that kills you, isn't it? Well, we haven't. It's been that long since we've had a list that we felt can contend. Yep. Now we've got it, and it seems like we're wasting it. Um, it's you know what? It's Nick Austin and the list management team have an impossible job at the end of the year because mm. do you jump at one poor season for certain players? Like who do you choose to give another crack, and who do you choose to say, well, this season was just unacceptable? Like, like, how do you... Because right now, there's so many players on our list who you could make the argument that we need to move on, but who do you back in to rebound next year? I mean, we're sitting here at round 10. We're already speaking about next year, but yeah. but who do you... In all seriousness... Well, I think you, Zach Fisher's the perfect example. How do you treat him come end of the season? Well, let's compare, I guess, Zach Fisher to... Trying to think of an example here, but like someone on our list who we expected a lot more of that hasn't performed that was okay last year we know they're sort of capable of being a best 22 player but they're not performing like well, let's right say now. let's say Corey Durden nah different though I think I think it's a bit different because Durden's still playing and Durden's a lot younger than well, Fisher DeConning nah but he's he's looking like yeah there's been a lot of talk about him maybe let's say um I don't know. There isn't really anyone in that Zach Fisher category, but I guess the fact of the matter is you've got a guy who came into the season, was a lock in the 22, had an okay, no, no go better than that. He had a good year last year. Yep. Uh, has had a poor year this year. Do you say, okay, well, he's had a poor year. We, we back him in and we he'll rebound. He'll have a better next year next year. Or do you go, well, there's, you know, has he maybe peaked? Like, how do you... Do you look to offload and... Yeah. Yeah, it's a good conversation. As in, I think... Because there's so many players who you can speak about like this. 
It's like, what do you do with I Jack like Martin? They, yeah, well, I think Jack Martin out of contract, it's an obvious decision. They Is should... he out of contract this year? I thought yeah. it's next year. No. Okay. Um, well, I think Zach Fish is the one. Do you try and look for a couple of extra picks? Do you try to package him up to get to enable something else? You know, if he's the circuit breaker to get a player we want, or if he's, you know, you look at like Jay Gresham's a free agent and he's not recommitting to St. Kilda at the moment. Do you free up that list spot of Fisher to I'd get like a Gresham? Jay Gresham. And, I'd really like him. Well, it's an upgrade on Fisher. So it's, I don't know, I guess they're conversations we can... Wait I'll be having a couple later in with. the year. But yeah, it's, it's it's interesting where they're at. But in terms of Sydney next weekend, I think Hollands will go out. So what are your team changes? Hollands for Hewitt? Well, it has to be Kerno In terms of the 22, it has to be Kerno for Hewitt. They won't, they won't drop... They won't drop Kerno. Well, maybe they can make him the 23rd man again. They won't. They won't. Well, if it's up to me. It's, it's In terms of the 22... It's Hewitt for Kerno, and I'm happy to see Bins get a crack for Hollands. Um, I don't think Dow will play. Does maybe Lockie Fogarty get a chance instead of Corey Durden or Jesse Motlop? That's got to be raised, I think, as well. Looks like Fogarty's had a pretty strong well, he's done month he or so in the twos. Well, it's every week. He hasn't had a poor week yeah. in the twos. So. so I'm happy to, you know, and we're not going to get less out of Fogarty than what we do with Durden and Motlop right now. Well, that's the thing. That's so thing. I, I don't mind seeing one of those guys be pushed for Fogarty for this week and see how he goes. Um, and then in terms of, well, McGovern's, in, I think McGovern will see next week. He, he'll play next week. I think Boyd will play next week. Chincotta was held over. Didn't Chincotta get was held over. Well, Chincotta's going to be the freshest on the list given that five-day breaks. He might be someone mm. that, if there is someone that's pulled up, you know, maybe you'll be Chincotta for McGovern given that Sydney... Don't have many tools at the moment. It's literally Franklin. Well, I think as well with McGovern, it's like, you know, given his injury history, this might just be a week, they say. Maybe. Not worth the risk coming off a five-day break into state. 100%. So McGovern could easily be the fall guy, but I don't think they would by natural choice. But I think those two changes in terms of the 22, Hewitt for Kerno, I'm happy to see Bins for Hollands, and then... Fogarty for either Durden or Motlop. I think Motlop's been worse than Durden at the moment. Haven't got much out of either. Yeah. Well, a quicker episode this week. We don't need to bore people. <laughs> Gone through enough boring content. Well, not content, but boring moments this week. Um, we'll be up, we'll be in Sydney this week. We'll be up in Sydney. <sighs> Well, it's a big game. It's almost a sudden death game for both sides, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it really would have been for the Swans if they lost yeah. to North. Yeah. Well, it's a gettable game off the back of how Sydney's been tracking the last six weeks. So both teams are looking and feel like it's a good opportunity to get the season rolling. Obviously, it's tougher for us on the road, a place we've won at twice in 30 years, which isn't pretty reading. But um, it's going to be tough. I don't think the, the narrow ground suits our skill set too well so it's going to be tough you just got to get it long and strong to the big fellas on the little ground mm. none of this sticking around on the wing it's going to be tough but well, Friday night there'll be a big crowd there probably we'll be up there let's hope it's not lifeless like this week was yeah it's just bland it's hard to it's just boring it's, well, it's boring. lifeless yeah, it's shocking um, um, they yep. couldn't they couldn't bring anything this week let's hope they can bring something next week 100% 
So yeah, shorter episode, but we are recording another surprise episode during the week. Yes. Which we'll release and probably share a bit more about later in the week, so stay tuned for that. Yes, there will be a special guest on the show midweek, which we are looking forward to. Yes. And I guarantee we'll be a little bit more excited than up and about by Tuesday, yes, it's difficult. Like, I was worried to record this straight after the game because we were both feeling pretty lifeless. Well, let's just get it out. I don't but, want to think about it. No, it was more so, I think, you know... We've said that we always do this show straight after the game to get the emotion out and, you know. Oh, we're hurting. It's, you know, the football club's hurting. It's it's tough stuff at the moment with Carlton. It's just, who knows where to go from here. Thank you, Bolt. We'll be back midweek, not next week, midweek. Yep. Stay tuned. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old Dark Blue.